MDRadioMD.com. Join the millions of people who are chucking processed and refined foods and are basing their healthy diets on whole foods and non-GMO foods. This is where we talk about clean eating. It's the Clean Food Network Show with Lisa Davis. Eating clean has changed my life, and I think it can change yours, too. So I'm so glad you're listening to Clean Food Network. I'm also glad to have Cameron Harsh. She's a senior manager, organic and animal policy at the Center for Food Safety. We're going to talk about the important work of the Center for Food Safety. Hello, Cameron. Welcome to Clean Food Network. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Oh, hello. (laughs) Good. I was like, oh, no. Well, Cameron, it's so nice to have you on. I think looking at uh, factory farming, the you know consequences of industrial animal production, overuse of certain drugs, and all of that is so key. And I know that's part of the work you do. Tell us a bit more about what you do as a senior manager for Organic and Animal Policy at the Center for Food Safety. Yes, of course. Uh, Center for Food Safety is a national nonprofit that works to empower people, support farmers, and protect the earth from the harmful impacts of industrial and intensive agriculture. Uh, So generally, as an organization, we advocate for a food safe system that is safe for people, animals, and the environment. And we do so through litigation, science-based research, grassroots action, and policy action. Um, I focus on uh, promoting strong organic standards for the USDA organic label in the United States, Um, and also work on our animal policies, so challenging the industrial animal paradigm that has emerged in the last few decades in the United States. We really need to change that paradigm, don't we? Tell us some of the reasons why with the problems of factory farming, because I think a lot of people, you hear about it, yeah, you shouldn't eat factory farm meat, but then you just kind of do because it's convenient. And what we really want to do here on Clean Food Network is have people like you to help us understand why it's so important to, you know, be eating organic grass-fed meats, things of that nature. Talk to us about that. Right. Um, Conventional food animal production has become very intensive and industrial. And so you have the emergence of concentrated animal feeding operations in the United States, which are operations that confine their animals indoors um, for at least more than 45 days out of the year. And they have scaled up to be where they're housing thousands and thousands of animals. So a CAFO is regulated as such if it has a thousand or more animal units, which is a thousand beef cattle, or 2,500 pigs, or um, I believe 128 chickens. Wow. Uh, 128,000 chickens. And what this has done is there are so many impacts of this system that are um, affecting public health, the environment, wildlife, animal welfare. Um, it's a system that is, is bad for people and bad for animals. Yeah, it really is. What got you interested in this type of work? Um, I've been interested in food issues and issues of sustainability for a while. And so I started to um, study in my graduate program, sustainable agriculture and policy in D.C. And Center for Food Safety was a perfect fit for me personally and professionally to continue to work to advocate for a more sustainable, healthy, humane food system. 
You know, I, I'm so glad that you're here to talk about this because, like I said, I think it's it's like a convenience factor. But it seems like the paradigm is changing a bit, or maybe it's just in certain areas. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's the people that I know who are really dedicated to eating clean and and making sure that we're treating animals humanely. Although, you know, it, it is just very a very tricky situation. You know, you mentioned earlier litigation. Talk to us about that. How how often does does that happen? Um, we we litigate fairly often and mostly. Um, in terms of our animal factories work, we have a few legal cases against um, some regulatory agencies, mostly about how they're regulating certain things. Um, case in point, we often are engaging with FDA uh, in policy realm and in legal realm in the way that they regulate animal drugs. Um, they are the agency that's primary in charge of approving animal drugs when a drug company wants to use a certain pharmaceutical in animals, they have to go through the approval process with FDA. Um, and unfortunately, FDA allows for a lot of the information and research on the safety and efficacy of these uh, applied drugs to come from the industry themselves. So the drug manufacturer can present the safety and efficacy data to FDA, and FDA takes that um, as an indicator of whether it should approve or not approve this drug, rather than conducting its own research or requiring that the drug manufacturer have independent researchers doing the efficacy and data studies. So um, we're constantly engaging with FDA to encourage them to improve their oversight of the approval process so that drugs don't come on the market for use in animals that turn out later to be unsafe. Um, Do you feel like that? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to add that an example of that is Center for Food Safety worked for years to get FDA to withdraw arsenic-based feed additives, which were allowed in chickens, turkeys, and pigs as a, a growth promoter and as a, an antimicrobial that prevented disease from emerging in, in unsanitary conditions and for a number of other purposes. Um, and so we worked through litigation and through policy action and through grassroots public education campaigns to finally convince FDA that it should withdraw the approval of arsenic-based drugs. That seems so crazy to me, doesn't it? I mean, it just, it's almost like, are you serious? That's ridiculous. But it's not. I mean, apparently, they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And that that's why it's so good that people like you are doing the work to bring this to light. What is going on at the FDA? I'm kind of blown away right now. Yeah, well, you know, we, we kind of wonder the same thing. And we are constantly engaging with FDA. And they have a lot of great people, and um, obviously they are tasked with a huge burden of regulating all that they do regulate, um, animal drugs being only one aspect of their regulatory oversight. Um, and it is by no means an easy job, but we hope that they are constantly trying to improve the process and be more rigorous in the approval process so they're making sure that you know, things like arsenic are not being used as uh, antimicrobial feed additive in animals and a number of other things that um, and other drugs that are currently approved that we feel very strongly have um, safety and animal welfare concerns and should be withdrawn. How long did it take for with all the grassroots movement and all the great work that you're doing to get them to take the arsenic out? Um, it was it started well before my time at Center for Food Safety. I think it took about a decade from when uh, Organizations like Center for Food Safety and some others started bringing information to FDA about 
arsenic not only being the carcinogen that it's known to be, but the residues turning up in meat and poultry products on retail shelves and therefore uh, being a consumer health concern. Uh, it took yeah, a number of years before FDA finally took the move to withdraw the product. It also took a lot of pressure on the drug manufacturers themselves to convince them to stop making arsenic-based drugs. Yeah, well, like I said, thank goodness for the work that you're doing. Why don't you tell us all the ways we can learn about the work that you do at the Center for Food Safety? Yeah, we have a great website, www.centerforfoodsafety.org. You can learn all about our various programs um, on pollinator protection, animal factories, organic and beyond, um, and genetically engineered crops. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. You know, I, I really I just really hope that people take away from this the importance of, of eating organic grass fed meat, because if you're eating organic and grass fed meat, right, we're not going to be dealing with these things. We're not going to have to really worry about arsenic, Cameron, and, and other harmful additives. Yes, exactly. Um, organic livestock producers are not allowed to use um, unnecessary and non-therapeutic drugs in their animals. Um, and there's a number of other lab labels like humane oriented labels and welfare oriented labels that also prohibit um, growth promotion, feed efficiency, use of drugs and that sort of thing. So there, there's definitely more sustainable, more responsible options out there. Thank goodness. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to Clean Food Network. I'm Lisa Davis. I hope you all get your organic grass-fed beef if you eat meat and please stay well. <laughs>